turn to the book of Ruth, chapter 4, and uh, let me pray for us as we turn to, to God's word. God, we thank you for the kindness that you showed to us at Christmas, your, your hesed, your loving kindness. And God, I pray that we would know it and receive it today. Amen. So how many of you in here know your grandparents' names, all four of your grandparents' names? How many of you know all eight of your great-grandparents' names? Tanya's the genealogy nerd at the back, okay, uh-huh. Catherine knows. Anybody else over here? Wendy knows. Eight. Tara, just met you today. Yeah, you know. Um, I know that my great-great-grandfather was named Ebenezer, and his son was named Ebenezer. So there was an Ebenezer Sr. and Ebenezer Jr. in my family. Um, you guys were this close to having Ebenezer the Sixth as your pastor. I think we can all be grateful that that tradition stops. Um, if you've read the Bible, you know that every once in a while you stumble on a genealogy. And for most of us, that's the cue to kind of skim over that page really quickly, turn to the next one, and come to the story. They're hard to read. It's a list of names. It's an ancestry of this person had this person had this person this person. And it doesn't feel like it has a lot of meaning to us. But in the Bible, the genealogies, they serve to preserve the royal and the priestly lines of Israel. In the book of Ruth, it ends with a genealogy. It ends with a genealogy. Ruth chapter 4, verse 18. This, then, is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Amminadab, Amminadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, Boaz the father of Obed, Obed the father of Jesse, Jesse the father of David. Ruth ends by telling us that this family that we've been learning about over the last four weeks Naomi and Ruth and Boaz, that they have a significant part to play in the history of Israel. The circumstances of this family's life that we heard Jenna share with us and with the kids brought about the birth of David, the greatest king that Israel ever had, and the king through whom the Messiah of Israel and the Savior of the whole world was going to come. So through the kindness of Ruth towards Naomi and through the kindness of Ruth and Bo, uh, Boaz towards Ruth and Naomi, God brought about a son who would be the grandfather of King David. That's how the book of Ruth ends, by giving us this genealogy that leads to the birth of King David. The Gospel of Matthew, the very first book of the New Testament, begins in the same way that Ruth ends, with a genealogy. To us, again, that seems like a very strange way to begin a book, with a genealogy. It's, again, the part that we like to skip over very quickly, but it was very important for Matthew in his gospel. And his genealogy uh, copies, in many ways, the genealogy at the end of Ruth. I'll read starting at the second part. Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Amminadab. Amminadab, the father of Nashon. Nashon, the father of Salmon. 
Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. And then the genealogy goes on all the way to Jesus, the Messiah. Now, Matthew's genealogy is is really strange. If you read through it, it has uh, at least four women in it, which was peculiar to genealogies of this day. Women would not have been included, but Matthew very intentionally includes certain women in his genealogy. And for our purposes today, I want to point out that he includes Ruth, this woman whose story we've been looking at the last few weeks. She was a woman. She was not an Israelite at all. She was from Moab, uh, who were enemies of the people of Israel. And here she is listed as one of the ancestors of Jesus, the Messiah. Matthew, in his gospel, as he's about to tell the story of the birth of Jesus and the life of Jesus, he includes Ruth, a woman, telling us that, reminding us maybe that the kindness of Ruth towards Naomi made way for God to use that kindness to bring about the Messiah in the world. I want to pause here and just say that this is a call for us. And the the whole story of the book of Ruth is it's a story of of kindness and people showing kindness to one another, people showing hesed to one another, that God does work through our hidden acts of kindness to one another. And as a pastor, I want to say I'm consistently impressed and encouraged by the ways that I hear of you quietly and without any fanfare caring for one another. You hear about somebody who needs a meal. You hear about somebody who needs a ride. You hear about somebody who needs a visit. And you go and you do it. And I just want to say to you today that the book of Ruth tells us that those quiet and hidden acts of kindness, they matter. They matter to God. Jesus one time said that everything that is hidden will be revealed. And sometimes when we hear that, we go, oh, all the secret things I've done that are bad, that's going to be revealed someday, and it's a scary thing. And we need to take that seriously. But what's also going to be revealed someday is your hidden acts of kindness to other people and the way that God used those for his purposes in the world. Ruth, a poor immigrant woman, an outsider is included in the story of the Messiah because she chose to show kindness to Naomi. But there's something else interesting at the end of this book that I wanted to point out that's been in the back of my mind throughout this month. At the very end of this book, Naomi becomes the main character of the story. Naomi, uh, Ruth chapter 4, verses 13 through 17 Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife, and he made love to her, and the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he be famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. And then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. And the woman li- women living there said, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. And he was the father of Jesse, the father of David. If someone was making a movie of this story, the last scene the camera would focus in 
on Naomi. At the beginning of the story, Naomi was lost and desperate. She cries out to God that she left Bethlehem with her hands full, but she's now empty. She returns empty. Her hands were empty, but here at the end of the book, here at the end of this movie, we would see Naomi with her hands full, with her grandson Obed. The women give praise to God that Naomi has a son. Not that Ruth has a son. That Naomi has a son. Why? Ruth is the one who sacrificed so much. Boaz was this noble man of integrity who took a risk to marry Ruth, this poor foreign woman. So why does this story at the very end focus on Naomi? Why does this story zoom in on Naomi? I think by zooming into Naomi, this woman who really has done very little in this story. She has been a woman who's been completely at the mercy of other people. At one point, she complains and grumbles against God. But I think by zooming in on Naomi and the way that her arms were once empty, but that God has filled them again, reminds us that this story of Ruth is not about human kindness, but about God's kindness. The kindness that is first and last and most important is the kindness of God. God saw Naomi in her suffering, and he redeemed her life, and he brings her hope. She cried out to God that her hands were empty, and he fills them back up. Our God does see, and he delights in the kindness that we extend to other people, because it's the, one of the ways that we reflect him in the world. It's one of the ways that we show other people what God is like when we are kind to one another. We serve and worship a God God who is kind, who loves and extends his kindness, his hesed, to the world. And Christmas is all about the kindness of God. That God would empty himself, humble himself, take on the nature of a human being, humble and vulnerable as a baby. That he would take on all of the trials and frustrations and pain and suffering of our life. This is a reflection of God's kindness. God was motivated by his eternal hesed, which is the Hebrew word for kindness that we've learned about the last few weeks. His loving kindness toward you and to me and to the whole world. And so today I would encourage you to remember on this Christmas, the kindness of God to you. Lord, we thank you for your kindness to us. And we thank you for the ways that Ruth reflected your kindness to Naomi. Lord, we thank you for the ways that the kindness of other people reminds us of your kindness towards us. And Lord, we mostly thank you today for the kindness that you showed to us in taking on human flesh and being born into the world to save us. We thank you. Amen.